0: the world is getting crazier people are acting more and more insane the end of the world is tomorrow 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 Tomorrow. there's
1: only one thing to do when the world is falling apart listen to basil and as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of bible prophecy you are listening to canary cry news talk
2: You're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is November 9th, 2020. This is episode 263. And today, that's right, it's the PANDEMONIC SPECIAL. Woohoohoohoo! And uh, I am not a viable vaccine, but I am your best buddy, Basil.
0: And this is Gons. Welcome to the podcast where we love Jesus, we love you, we love ourselves, and we love our enemies. Which are becoming more and more demonic? I don't know how that works. All <laughs> I'm gonna have to. That's one of the first things I'll ask Jesus. I'll be like, "Hey, we all failed in this like can loving de- our demon." Can de- de- de-
2: dynamic demonic? Uh, is that on a spectrum or is it a a binary like a one or zero demonic or a spectrum of demonicity?
0: I think it's one zero. If you're talking okay. like spiritual stuff.
2: That uh, sounds like the the easiest paradigm to understand. It, for, it is. It truly is. My, One or zero. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes, 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 yes. So we're back. We're here. Thanks. Uh, I am just cannot get a grasp on what day it is <laughs> you ever. it was Friday. I thought it was Friday. Is... It was Friday.
0: <laughs> well, our last story about time travel will definitely help you out. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I posted on our social media that it was Friday and
2: nobody said anything about it. I think they're just (laughs) sitting back and waiting. I think it's more fun to just sit back and wait for me to figure out what day it is than actually tell me. All right. Next time I won't tell you. Yeah. Don't tell me anything. I'll just be stuck in the time vortex. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What do you got? Any anything here before the show?
0: Yeah. Well, just as usual, we don't want to talk too much about the, the current chaos going on with the elections, but we will. Touch on it briefly here at the top of the show just to cover it. And um, I did uh, see a couple tweets that were very interesting over the weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of them had to do with uh, this one's from cultural husbandry. Um, This person laid out pretty much all the inconsistencies and the problems with what's happening with the election stuff. The glitch on the machines, uh, Mm -hmm. Dominion, the company that was rejected by a whole bunch of states because of the potential corruption issue. And, mm-hmm. you know, those are the, the machines running in all the, the, the main counties and main States that are in question. And, um, you know, it's just something to keep in mind again, like you mentioned in the, the top of the last show, it's kind of like, okay, we, there's a lot of evidence. Are they actually going to do something about it? We'll see. Uh, but either way, I, I've heard a lot about Benford's law. I didn't really know what that was, but, you know, I, there are people talking about it. There's a lot of strange things happening when you look at the statistical analysis of the last elections and how you know, Biden-Harris campaign really breaks the the standard deviation model and stuff like that. So that's uh, yep. a good, good uh, tweet, I guess, to sort of run through all the points of data. Uh, I saw one uh, YouTuber, I think, maybe it was a YouTuber, maybe it was someone else, but it was on YouTube of somebody – Showing the uh, real-time tally during mm-hmm. a CNN broadcast, and it wasn't for the president. It was for one of the, I think, people running for Senate. Yeah. Uh, but- uh, the, yeah, live,
2: the, the live switching of votes. The live switching. One, where- <laughs> one candidate gains 560 votes while the other candidate loses 560 <laughs> yeah. votes mysteriously. Yeah, it's pretty shady. Yeah. It's pretty funny yeah. to watch. Well, you know, and that's the thing. I do want to make everybody aware we are not going whole hog on on the election shenanigans going right now. First of all, because a lot of other people are doing it and there's there's a lot of work being done on that. A lot of interesting pieces of evidence coming in. Yes, we are aware of hammer and scorecard. Yes, we are aware of, uh, well, everything, everything, but all the things, but. There's a real big risk right now, I think, for a lot of people. And this is why uh, me personally, uh, not not speaking for the show, but for me personally, there is so much up in the air, so much, quote unquote, evidence floating around and a lot I've been able to dig in to some of the evidence. And a lot of it is sort of manufactured evidence and not true, true stuff. So. Uh, personally, I don't want to come out and hoorah rah for some big, you know, secret plan that might be going through uh, or happening right now, um, because I just need to see what happens and where it goes. We're aware of the watermark. Yes, many of you saw me get really frustrated about people not understanding what blockchain is <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's going to happen, especially. Right I was now. bored
2: one afternoon and really got into. <laughs> Got into it with some people who think they know what blockchain is. Anyways, so yeah, we're keeping an eye on everything. When there's something that we feel that we can feel like uh, confident in uh, dissecting a little more we will be doing that. So we're well, not ignoring it for any other reason besides it is just so insane. And so many fingers are in that pie right now that uh, it's, it's almost unhelpful to, to throw it all out there at once.
0: Yeah. I, I will play this clip from a movie called man of the year from 2006. Do you remember yeah. that film with um, uh, it was, it's who's the main guy, Robin Williams, Uh, He played a comedian who hosts a new satire program, decides to run for president, and a computerized voting machine malfunction gets him elected. And uh, there's a scene here um, that really kind of lays out uh, perhaps our situation in a predictive programming type of situation. So uh, allow me to play the clip here. Yes,
2: and uh, listener discretion, there are a couple of bad words.
0: Are there bad words in here?
2: I forget. Yes, it's okay. There there are, but... Keep that in mind.
1: We're okay. fraud. Here. Here it is in the sense of light of day. The people are voting. There is an election. The democratic processes work. The only sour note, they won't end up with the person they voted for to be the president of the United States. But we can celebrate the process. The democratic process, which we hold so dear, will have worked efficiently, effectively. Everybody's ultimately going to be satisfied unless somebody uh, discloses indiscriminately, willy-nilly, in which case it will appear that democracy is in the and by tomorrow evening, Delacorte will be non-existent. Now, is that your motive? No. America votes. A leader is chosen. But one thing could disturb this beatific vision. I, I just want to be truthful. Perception of legitimacy is more important than legitimacy itself. That's the greater truth. Don't with our democracy don't undermine our way of life you want to know what's the heart and soul of every american they believe their vote counts and now you want to tell them that's not true but But but, what the results of the election will be wrong one candidate will win because of computer error he will yes i'm telling you based on what guessing listen this is your project elder if you want to tinker with it for future elections, it's not only your prerogative, I encourage you. The Delacroix voting system is your baby. You're a perfectionist. Bless your heart. I support you 100%. You want to make it more perfect, but do it alone and with an eye to the future because it is the future that interests us. Now is the past.
0: I'll just stop right there. Yeah, apologies for the, no, the, the bad past. words. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. And,
2: uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum, of course, epically pointing out the fact that, uh, at this point, and this is really the obvious sort of tactic on the Biden side is, um, you know, once quote unquote, you know, the media comes out and calls it for Biden, he just totally claims it 100% yep. already holding meetings and, uh, uh, speeches about what he plans to do, what he's going to do about uh, the COVID and all these things, because he is president. He is president-elect, yada, yada, yada. Well, uh, uh, and part of that is the exactly what Jeff Goldblum is uh, referring to here, which is, Nope. Okay, there we go. Now is the past. It is done. I am president. Doesn't matter. We're just gonna keep moving on. And the more I solidify uh, my win in the public eye, the harder it's going to be to question the results. Um, and we know this is going to the courts. It's already begun going to the courts. And uh, but this this tactic being used is basically it's interesting. It's kind of got a connection to like prosperity gospel. It's like name it and. Claim. Claim it, Biden. <laughs> Fake it till you make you know, it. Yeah. You just yeah. name it and claim it. He says it. He's going to keep saying it. Everybody keeps saying it, and uh that way, once you know, once the courts begin, um, it's going to be. I'm I'm a little worried because this is going to be very traumatic. Oh, this for is those yeah. for those who are like fully embracing that Biden has legitimately won. This is going to be very traumatic once it hits the courts.
0: Right, right. Even if Biden does end up winning in the end. Yeah, just the fact that we're going through probably a court process, a long process in the next few weeks here is going to be troubling for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right here, uh, Jeff Goldblum says, perception of legitimacy is more important than legitimacy itself. That's the greater truth. Right. My gosh, that is like our current situation. And some people still asking what movie it is. It's Man of the Year from 2006. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, it's interesting. You watch the preview for that. And the character that Robin Williams plays has like a Trump feel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of like this yeah. TV guy, decides to run for president. He's really off the cuff. He you know, is very politically incorrect and and uh, buys everyone's uh, you know uh, attention and and uh, their love and all this kind of stuff. So it's a very interesting film, but yeah, I wanted to play that clip just because uh, somebody had posted it like 13 years ago of election fraud, and, and you know people are digging stuff up, and that's one of those things that you can point to as uh, or chalk it up to predictive programming. Uh, for 2020. So all things come into focus. 2020 vision, Basil.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Basil birtherism kept me out of the white house again. Um, And uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, we're, we are aware of the quote unquote watermark sting, but uh, again, uh, there's just not enough actual legitimate facts coming out to make too much um, statement about it. I hope it's true, not, be, not particularly because I want Trump to win or anything, but because it's just cool that somebody did something to fight against, Yeah, you know, the, the, pro, the fixed process, um, but I'll believe it when I see it.
0: I, I still think that Pachisnik video where he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt is a Boogaloo thing. Boogaloo psyop. That's my, <laughs> that's my angle. It makes sense. I mean, it's not that crazy. I know, I know. Yeah. Alright, okay. let's, uh, let's see get into normal stuff the, uh, the regularly scheduled programming As people call it uh, Are you ready for a Flippy Update? I'm ready, let's do it
1: Flippy Update Do you want fries with that?
2: yeehaw folks this is coming from abcnews.go.com now here's the thing flippy update if this is your first show let me uh let me help you out a little bit flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs enslaving our children and flirting with our spouses wow um (laughs) (laughs) And we use talking about Flippy as a proxy conversation to explore the very real ways that uh, robotics and AI are making their way into our lives and inevitably will result in a robot takeover. Um, So I'm coming from uh, abcnews.go.uk.com. And the article is titled Lawn Robot in Germany Messages Owner for Help Foils Thief. Oh, my gosh. I still haven't gotten my lawn cutting robot guns. Um, so, well, I'll you, can start just, the you should just modify
0: soon. your carpet or your floor cleaning, you know, zoom oh, robot. Oh, yeah. Just, just give put them- some
2: put some blades on the Roomba <laughs> yeah, and let yeah. them go nuts. All <laughs> yeah. right. The article reads like this. Berlin, lawnmower robots, electronic cries for help foiled the thief's plan to make off with the grass-cutting automation. German police said Friday that a homeowner in the western town of Lippstadt was surprised on Tuesday evening with a smartphone message from the robot that it had flipped upside down. When he went outside to the lawn to check on the device, he spotted a thief with the robot tucked under his arm. Caught in the act, the thief dropped the robot and fled, according to police. Officers searched the area but did not locate the suspect. Police are calling for any possible witnesses to come forward. Why do you need any more witnesses? The the, the victim robot. himself witnessed. Yeah, yeah. I, the the robot has it all on uh, all on camera. There was no word on whether the robot suffered damage in the incident. Oh God forbid, <laughs> flippy lawnmower robot suffers any damage. Probably some emotional damage though. You know. The, yeah. This world is not ready to hear about the emotional problems of the robots, um, but I thought this was interesting as we. It, this had a ring of personhood to it, right? Right. You right. know, it's, it was. It's described more like a kidnapping than a theft. I really wish that the headline. <laughs> so you know, that's one thing to look out for when they start calling, uh, you know, robot theft, kidnapping. We are in trouble, folks. Yeah
0: yeah that's true that's very true uh, words matter and I, 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 that was the main point I think of this little article is the personhood aspect of it you know it wasn't hurt uh, you know it's getting stolen but also uh, this idea that you know everything's connected to your smartphone so it'll let you know if your little robot lawnmower is being taken but yeah. also who is stealing the robot lawnmower <laughs> who's like oh that looks cool let me let me take it
2: Dude, I want to know what model this was, because there's a couple of places, a couple of business parks around my house that have uh, started using robot lawnmowers in place of humans. And those things look really heavy. I was going to (laughs) say. They look heavy and they're covered in blades. Right. It's a very bold move to try to snatch one of those things up. I wonder if a viable uh, business plan is to just get a bunch of robot uh, lawnmowers and just, you know, do your robotic lawn mowing business. You kind of just cruise up, unload a robot and go to the next house. You could get like a fleet of them. Yeah. Have I talked about this before. I Maybe. thought it was such a great idea. And now I'm suddenly realizing, I think I may have pitched this idea already. Yeah. This is the beginning of lawnmower man. <laughs> yeah. And I can get a, a show on ABC or something or, uh, what's that other one anyways tlc i'll have a tlc reality <laughs> show you interview the robots <laughs> yeah.
0: that corner was difficult to shear. Yeah. Uh, okay so there you go our flippy update for the day very mm-hmm. good nice and short nice Keeping and short. short here for we you. got a, a bunch of updates here to get to before uh main stories stories today about vaccines but before we get there let's do a few updates
1: Special 33 is the number of completion of the great war. Welcome to Chinese shows!
0: Woo! Oh, that's a triple. That's a triple, <laughs> triple jings. Yeah. Uh, triple uh, jingle. What is it called? Um, anyway, what is it called in hockey? Hat trick. Hat trick. Thank you. Reuters.com. China reports 33 new COVID-19 cases versus 28 a day earlier. Why, why? What? <laughs> there is no point to report this, Reuters. Well, there
2: is. Well, I'm because just, I'm they saying. gotta let the their fellow Illuminati members know that they're still out there. I know, but like, <laughs>
0: versus twenty eight a day earlier. I'm I'm convinced now that they're just like trolling us. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, you want some thirty three action? Here you go.
2: In all, honestly, in all honesty, I think a lot of the 33 updates are just that. They know people are paying attention, so they're just throwing it out there as much as they can.
0: Yeah, this is a one-minute read, and there's absolutely no reason to <laughs> report it. Like, Anyway, that's, I just thought it was an interesting uh, mention of 33. And there you go, Reuters, you get your click. Yeah, you, you win get your click. You, Congratulations.
2: You, you happy now? Yeah, you feel big, happy. big
0: man? <laughs> All right. Uh a couple more updates here. This one um is a tweet.
1: Oh, it's a new world order it's here. We got hairy legs. Got the mm. Got hairy legs.
0: legs. Yeah. Our hairy leg yeah. president. He loves kids jumping on his lap. Oh, you're going to trigger people. Oh my gosh. I think we just got banned because I said (laughs) that. Um, So uh, as soon as the media announced Biden's presidency, not Congress, the media, uh, Mm -hmm. the at transition 46 on Twitter uh, published this Biden Harris presidential transition. We stand together as one America. We will rise stronger than we were before. Buildbackbetter.com. Mm. And if you remember a few episodes ago, uh, we had an episode titled Build Back Better, except the B's were sixes, you know, because lowercase B's are sixes. So you got your three sixes. And I know the other, uh, somebody in the chat mentioned how, and I think we mentioned it before too, how uh, it was strange how you get 2020, you divide it by 666 and you get the 3033, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it is, the, the number, the text number that yeah. uh, the Biden campaign ran, campaign ran on um but there you go i think it's it's interesting how they're just coming out with it and um, man it really we're at this point now where you're really just buying into the shenanigans or you're part of the process of exposing it because they just no there's no hiding it right here this is the biden harris presidential transition their main website yeah. buildbackbetter.com like come on Come on, yeah, man.
2: Which is funny because, again, as we've pointed out before, but for those who might be new to the show or miss that episode, Build Back Better is not just a Biden campaign slogan. It's been a uh, catchphrase for uh, different sort of globalist U.N. Uh, actors all over the world for years now. So this yeah. is not an original phrase of his. It's explicitly derived from... Uh, well, it was it the United Nations or I think it was the United um, Nations. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something they've been saying for a while. And uh Biden kind of just started using it as the reptilian overlords commanded. And uh so there you go. But now it's official. I can't believe he got the man, that would have been so smart to buy that domain up a couple of years <laughs> back. Two
0: years ago. I'm sure it was swooped up a while ago because they were using build back better, like I don't know, 2012, 2013, there were people Ooh. around the world yeah. already using it. So I'm sure Oh it was, yeah, no,
2: it's been around for a while. It's been a UN catchphrase for yeah. Yeah. Many moons.
0: Yep. Um, okay. So there's that, uh, we have another, uh, new world order mention. I, I keep track of it just because I I'm keeping an eye on, um, you know, what, what, what all the new world order stuff is out there. And people still say that this is a, Uh, just a conspiracy theory and all that. Uh, but here we go.
1: A new world order can emerge.
0: This is the news.com.pk. I believe this is a Pakistani outlet and under, uh, Islamabad is the name of the, uh, the segment or at least the, uh, the category here for international, the news. And, uh, the, the title of the article is new world order. And uh, I'll just read a paragraph here. The world has gone through several political power imbalances and changes throughout history. Despite several ways of defining the term "new world order," it's basically related to the ideological notion of governing throughout the world within the idea of latest combined efforts to sort, understand the worldwide problems that seem to transcend the limit of state to unravel. It's I think it's translated here, but uh, yeah, I mean it's just a normal phrase now, and it's interesting how. It went from like just conspiracy theorists, you know, crazy conspiracy theorists talking about the new world order, to now it's just kind of like, yeah, we this is a, yeah we're in a new world order. They're like <laughs> normalizing, yeah, they're like normalizing it to the point where just news outlets from other countries even are uh, are saying it and saying it's a good thing. And
2: yeah, it's uh, kind of like build back better. It kind it's of is, like, yeah, yeah. And they're almost synonymous, I mean, with the inclusion of the Great Reset from the, uh, the what is it, the IMF? IMF, yep. Yep. The IMF's Great Reset, Build Back Better, you know, obviously, uh, they're Biden is kind of uh, putting the spin on it that we're building back from the wrecking ball of Trump. But of course, COVID being uh, a big part of that. And uh, there you go. It's all connected, folks. Connect the dots. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Connect the dots. Yeah, and um one more story here. It's uh it's under pandemic special, but it's also one of these. Well done. good and faithful servant. This is uh whoobserver.com. A televangelist who referred to the coronavirus as a privilege has died from it. Mm. And um uh, this was uh, Irvin Baxter. Um, it says here, Irvin, uh, Irvin Baxter, televangelist who once called the coronavirus a privilege, died of complications from the disease on Tuesday, according to a press release.
2: Oh, gosh. This sounds like some secular yes. tomfoolery.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he called, he was one of those, I think he's, um, I've met him once. I think he, he was at the conferences that I uh, both attended and and spoke at in the past. Um, and I, you know, I don't know all of the nuances of his eschatology, but Mm -hmm. he was, uh, I think he did have like end times. Gosh, what was it called? I need to make sure I get the end times ministries was, uh, his program. And I know he did a lot of coverage of, you know, similar things that we do here, even Mm if, um, our eschatology isn't exactly the same or, our views on certain things aren't exactly the same. He was one of these watchman guys out there. And, and, uh, so, you know, he passed away. It's really sad, but 75 years old. Um, and yeah, they're spinning it as like, Oh, he called it a, a privilege because in his position was because of, uh, premarital sex in the United States, God was judging us, you know, using a pandemic type of deal. Mm. Um, so that was his position, but so
2: wait, wait, what is, does it have the actual quote that he, when he called it a privilege?
0: Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me see here. Um, uh, uh where is uh, oh this okay yep he said millions of unmarried american couples were living together and having sex which the which he called sinful and punishable in the eyes of god quote god may be using this as a wake up call baxter said uh then said about the coronavirus quote this coronavirus may be a privilege because it'll tell you right now there's a much bigger judgment coming it's in the bible so Mm, that's not like, doesn't
2: really sound like anything. No, like he was just kind of babbling.
0: I mean, it's just, yeah, he's just referencing. And this is what a lot of like eschatological people do. Not in a bad way. Just, Hey, there's actual judgment coming. This is like maybe a glimpse of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is in a way, if you think about it, not the virus itself, but the societal impact that we've endured here in the last year of shutting everything down. It's because there's a whole bunch of, Sheeple asleep and normies, right. you know, just buying into the whole globalist agenda, the build back better, all that stuff. It's because we're totally, as a as a human, you know, species, largely asleep to the agenda. Is why this has happened, and so I don't think he's wrong when he says that it's a quote unquote a privilege because uh, he might he is right in the sense so many people woke up to so many issues in this last I don't know seven eight months. And you can attribute it to QAnon or whatever, but it's true that a lot of people have started looking into vaccines to, you know, the whole uh, 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 pedophile ring type stuff with, uh, you know, all the truth or type of topics that have been discussed for a while. All that stuff came to light and became much more common knowledge in the last few months. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, but you know, of course the secular outs- outlets are going to say, Oh, look at this preacher, man, you know, saying wrong things about the virus and now he's dead from it. So right. it, it, they're yeah. always going to do that to any kind of believer that mentions anything mainstream or goes against oh, it yeah, or of you, course. whatever. Well,
2: televangelists are <laughs> some of the most, uh, ridiculed people yeah. in America. I think they get it from all sides. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So those are some
0: updates. I, you know, my condolences and, um, uh, sad to see him go 75 years old. So, uh, you know, still kind of young, but, um, yeah, Yeah. that's it. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Do You want to, you're moving stuff around in the dock here.
2: Yes. I moved some stuff around. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Plan. No, that's
0: fine. I can, I can go with you.
2: So this one, uh, let's let's get into one of our main stories here, Gons. Do you ever feel like you're being watched?
1: Did you ever have the feeling that you were being watched?
2: That's right, folks. It has begun, of course, with uh, the media and Biden declaring objective victory. (laughs) Uh, Some pretty spooky stuff has been happening, stuff we've been talking about for a while. But um, this is coming from cnsnews.com, which is uh, super uh, right wing. It looks very right wing. I mean, their little their little (laughs) tagline is the right news right now. (laughs) So uh, you'll get you'll get the uh, the the right-leaning discussion about this topic, but it's more fun that way. So the article is titled, Democrat Activists Compiling a Do-Not-Hire Blacklist of People Who Supported or Worked for Trump. Uh, in sharp contrast, Joe Biden's calls for Americans to come together as a nation to heal, uh, sorry, by to come together as a nation and heal. Oh, and heal. Some Democratic Party activists are promoting the compilation of a blacklist of people who worked for, funded, campaigned for, were appointed by or endorsed President Trump. The beginnings of a collaborative spreadsheet being produced by the so-called Trump Accountability Project shows the targets to include campaign staff, administration members, judicial appointees, donors, legal counsel, and endorsers. Among those who have tweeted to promote the initiative in recent days are Hari Savugan, former Obama presidential campaign spokesman, DNC press secretary, and deputy campaign manager for Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg's presidential campaign, Michael B. Simon, an analytics expert who worked for the Obama uh, 2008 presidential campaign, and another Buttigieg campaign team member, Emily Abrams. From uh, Some of their tweets have since been deleted, and the Trump Accountability Project website has been toned down somewhat, although archived content can still be found. On Friday, Savugin noted in a tweet that, according to a CNN reporter, White House staff uh, were starting to look for new jobs. Quote, employers considering them should know there are consequences for hiring anyone who helped Trump attack American values, he said. Quote, Find Find out how at the Trump Accountability Project. Abrams tweeted, quote, we're launching the Trump Accountability Project to make... (laughs) to make to make sure anyone who took a paycheck to help Trump undermine America is held responsible for what they did. Join us and help spread the word. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez then asked on Twitter, quote, is anyone archiving these Trump psychophants for when they try to downplay or deny their complicity in the future? I foresee decent probability of many deleted tweets, writings, and photos in the future her tweet has since been retweeted more than 32,000 times and received more than 347,000, quote, likes. Uh, quote, yes, we are, tweeted Simon in response to her tweet. The Trump Accountability Project, every administration staffer, campaign staffer, bundler, lawyer who represented them, everyone. Savugin also responded to Ocasio-Cortez's tweet. You better believe it. We just launched the Trump Accountability Project to make sure anyone who took a paycheck to help Trump undermine America is responsible for what they did. Uh, After Politico reporter, after a Politico reporter tweeted, quote, history is going to be absolutely brutal on some of these people. Savugin responded, quote, so is the present we're launching the Trump Accountability Project. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe they're just making me read. (laughs) tweet after tweet after tweet i'm skipping some of these tweets that's tweets are news man um let's see here the the world should never forget the trump accountability project is inviting software engineers or others able to help us archive large number of trump campaign administration staffer tweets to get in touch uh its website states quote we should welcome in our fellow americans with whom we differ politically but those who took a paycheck from the trump administration should not profit from their efforts to tear our democracy apart The world should never forget those who, when faced with a decision, chose to put their money, their time, and their reputations behind separating children from their families. Okay, well, you should probably talk to Obama about that, but okay. Encouraging racism and anti-Semitism and negligently causing the unnecessary loss of life and economic devastation from our country's failed response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Let's see, just a little bit more here. Uh, Then follows three categories of people to be targeted. Those who elected him, individuals who work for the Trump president campaign, uh, Republican National Committee and affiliated PACs in 2016 or 2020. Those who staffed his government, individuals who worked in any role as a political appointee in the Trump administration. Those who funded him, individuals who used their massive personal wealth and influence to bundle money for Trump. An earlier version of the site since amended was more expansive. Expansive, adding three more categories, those who served him, individuals who were appointed by President Trump to federal boards, commissions, or the judiciary, those who supported him, individuals and organizations that publicly endorsed either of Donald Trump's campaigns, those who represented him, law firms, uh, etc., etc. The earlier version also cast a wider net for funders, targeting anyone that donated $1,000 or more to Trump campaigns, also noticeably Absent on the amended site is a link to the lists themselves. Although archived data reveals that they include, uh, anyways, it goes through the the list there. I don't think it's that important um, for the purposes of this program. But there you go, guns. The the lists have started the lists for those who we we must exact retribution on <laughs> because they had different political thoughts than us.
0: Yeah, this is really a slippery slope. Some real brown that.
2: shirt move
0: here. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now it's just the list. Well, it's so weird how the, the Democrat Party left whatever. And in the context of the right left paradigm, they're the ones that accused the Republican right that they're, you know, that they're fascists and all this stuff. But they're so fascistic in their, in their activity, like way more obvious than than the right. Anyway, mean, both mm-hmm. have their issues, but, uh, in terms of, you know, again, in the political spectrum, it's, it's fascinating to watch how, uh, how dangerous this is. And this is, um, it sets a, a really horrible precedent on yeah. uh, people like us. Well, that's like, that we're I mean, not Trump supporters, but we'll get, <laughs> you know, we, we've gotten swept up in it before, but I'm just saying it's, uh, it's going to be worse if they yeah. have lists and stuff. So, well, and
2: that's the thing, too, because they when they first came out with the list, it included, you know, all the way down to people who just endorsed him or supported him. So that's not anybody who worked for him or even in any sort of political office. I mean, that's like Lil Pump. Yeah. Who, you know, that's- posted a pro-Trump tweet. And you can tell, you know, they're specifically calling to archive tweets and things like that. So if you've ever done a pro-Trump tweet, I mean... Yeah, A, a clever uh, software engineer could easily uh, connect to the Twitter API and catalog every single pro-Trump supporter and put them on a list. And, you know, this is just the problem, man. You start making lists of people who opposed you politically, you are heading straight to fascist town, baby. I know. It's real bad. And it's the the irony is completely lost on these people. Oh, that's that's
0: what I'm saying. It's just so it's bizarre. wild. It's it is it's 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 crazy. I mean, like the AOCs. I mean, we you know we AOCs have kind of been nutty in all of her claims. I, I don't even think she is spouting out original ideas that are her own. I really think somebody is just telling her what to say. Yeah, of course. She's she just. Well, that's, thinks, that's I mean,
2: that's and- that's just fact. I mean, she was. She auditioned, auditioned for, yeah. <laughs> for the, uh, Demo- what was it? Was it the Democratic Socialists of America Something. or the Democratic Freedom Party? I forget which one it was, but it was an actual group that held auditions. And that's how uh, AOC got her spot. She yeah. is literally a an operative for a group.
0: Right, right. And somebody pointing out the thousand dollars, you know, it's better to be a knight or Dame for canary cry uh the canary cry community than it is for trump
2: but <laughs> you uh, know and that's the great thing about us gons we don't keep lists
0: <laughs> we are
2: yeah. we are notoriously yeah. bad at administrative the administrative Horrible. part yeah. of uh doing this show so you can believe me if you support this show we'll mention you on the show but then the information is lost forever <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's uh well technically i do have a we do have a list of knights and dames on the uh canary cry radio so we know who you are we we know who you are you'll be the first one seven i think of you out there so far (laughs) beware they're coming for you yeah um but anyway
2: so there you go i mean there's really not much else to say about this besides this is the most brown shirt national socialist party uh you know nazi fascist thing you could possibly do putting together a list of your political opponents and claiming you will exact revenge on them because of they uh you know because they had a job you don't agree with
0: (laughs) you're starting to sound like a a republican or something over there you know
2: (laughs) We get called that a lot. We are and not just are we bipartisan, we're anti-partisan, Yeah, uh, breaking free. And that's why we're able to realize, you know, fascists, fascists everywhere,
0: gons. I know. Even there's fascism on the right wing, too. Believe it or not. Although oh, uh, uh, it, right now, it just seems like the left are just really pushing that they really
2: i mean on an in an objective sense there's no there's no republicans out there trying to make a list of uh, uh, retribution of people to get back to it's just not happening yeah but you have a senator of the united states P- tweeting out <laughs> to put a list of names together of people who worked for Trump, so they can uh, exact revenge on them. It's yeah. insanity. It's yeah. complete insanity.
0: Yep. Well, welcome to crazy world, clown world, as some people call it. And, yep. Uh, it's it's a demonic power. Demonic power. All mm-hmm. it is.
2: That's right. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's our next story here?
0: We have a couple uh, important stories about vaccines, which we on this show. Use the Japanese accent for it. Watch. 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 Watch.
1: Watch.
0: All right. And uh, stuff's out of order here. So let me, let me find yeah, the, sorry, the exact article here, but I think it is this one. Yes. Reuters.com. Really going after you today. Reuters. A great day for humanity. Oh. Pfizer says COVID-19 vaccine over 90% effective. Oh, this is a wonderful day for humanity. That's, Basil.
2: <laughs> I don't know. That already sounds like some statistical trickery, but lay it on me.
0: <laughs> Straight double speak. Uh, Pfizer inks, PFE.net, uh, sorry. Dot. experimental COVID-19 vaccine was more than 90% effective. Based on initial trial results, the company said on Monday, a major victory in the fight against a pandemic that has killed over a million people and battered the world's economy, which I will continue to argue that the shutting down the economy has killed more people already, if you can tally it somehow, than uh, the alleged virus, even with the numbers skewed there. Yeah. Experts,
2: uh, I do want to make a quick correction. Yes. Uh-huh. Thank you, Pilgrim, for pointing it out. AOC is not a senator. She's uh, a representative a representative in the, of house. the house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, experts welcomed the first successful interim data from a large scale clinical test as a watershed moment that showed vaccines could halt the pandemic, though mass rollouts of the shot, uh, which need regulatory approval, won't happen this year. I'm surprised they said shot instead of jab. Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech SE said they had so far found no serious safety concerns and expected to seek U.S. authorization this month for emergency use of the vaccine, raising the possibility of a regulatory decision as soon as December. Was BioNTech
2: not one of the companies that reported uh, some huge disaster from their vaccine test?
0: I don't remember if Pfizer was one of the disaster people that shut down.
2: I don't, I don't think Pfizer was, but I remember BioNTech might've been, but Maybe. I don't want to speak. Uh, let me do some searching. Yeah, do do, do do this. some clicking
0: around. If granted the companies estimate, they can roll out up to 50 million doses this year, enough to protect 25 million people and then produce up to 1.3 billion doses in 2021. Today is a great day for science and humanity which is not a scientific statement. I might add <laughs> Albert Borla, Pfizer's chairman and chief executive said, quote, we are reaching this critical milestone in our vaccine development program at a time when the world needs it most with infection rates, setting new records, hospitals nearing over capacity lie and economics struggling to reopen because governments won't allow them to experts cautioned that they still needed to see the full trial data, which have yet to be peer reviewed or published in the medical journal. Okay. <laughs> but the preliminary results look encouraging so far. So great day for science and humanity, but they don't have anything. uh, They don't have full trial data or any peer reviewed stuff published in medical journals, but Hey, great day for humanity. (laughs) There are still many questions around the vaccine, such as how effective it is for vulnerable groups and how long it will provide immunity. And the quote new normal of social distancing and face masks looks set to remain for the foreseeable future. BioNTech chief, Executive Uyghur Sehing told Reuters he was optimistic the immunization effect of the vaccine would last for a year, though that was not yet certain. Oh boy, they're they're getting ready to, to jab us multiple times here. Quote, yeah. this news made me smile from ear to ear. Yeah, because you're evil. Sorry, I keep adding these little commentaries of my own. I apologize here. But that's uh, what we do here. <laughs> I know, I know. It is a relief to see such positive results on this vaccine and bodes well for COVID-19 vaccines in general, even though we don't have any peer-reviewed. Uh, articles in any of them yet, or the complete data? But hey, awesome! Uh, said Peter Horby, professor of emerging infectious disease at the University of Oxford. Was not it the Oxford guy who also said that they like wanted mandatory vaccines last episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. What are they
0: doing over that at Oxford? I think
2: it was the Oxford guy. Uh, I could be wrong about this, but I believe it was the Oxford ethicist also that uh, recommended dosing conservatives with psilocybin to make them more compliant. (laughs) Right, right.
0: The prospect of a vaccine electrified world markets with the S&P 500 and Dow hitting record highs as shares of banks, oil majors, and travel companies soared. Pfizer shares were 8.6 higher in New York, blah, blah, blah. Uh, more share information. Who cares? Quote, the efficacy data are really impressive. This is better than most of us anticipated, said William Schaffner, infectious disease expert at Vanderbilt University School of Medicine, Nashville, Tennessee. Quote, the study isn't completed yet, but nonetheless, the data look very solid. What is up with these people? Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> They're just like, that's the rolling thing. stuff out before anything is that that must be the new M.O., you know, it's just like just rolling out.
2: It's the timing because Biden is claiming victory, which means we can finally say we have an effective vaccine. Right. Because we can't say the vaccine works when Trump is president. Yeah. Uh, You can only do it if Biden becomes president. And so that's why they're coming out with it. Um, There was also an interesting thing was being pointed out. I think I read it on Vox. I'm sorry. I don't have it right in front of me. But one big point they were saying, which is, yeah, you know, this is what they're claiming. But uh, a their sample size is incredibly small. Yeah. uh, For their test, but also they haven't put out the data. This whole thing came from a a press release, so (laughs) nobody is actually able to look at the study data. This is literally just Pfizer saying this they're just yelling it out into the ether uh to you know which is obviously politically motivated because of course once biden claims victory then we can say we have a vaccine but we can't put out the data yet but just trust us just trust us 90 percent efficacy
0: it's unbelievable it it just blows my mind that they can run with uh, headlines like this and in the story, it says experts caution that they still need to see the full trial data, which yeah. have yet to be peer reviewed or published in a medical journal, but the preliminary results look encouraging so far. Wee! what is it? Great day for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not double speak, I don't know what is, but right. um, yeah. yeah double speak for those of you who may be new in the 1984 orwell's 1984 it's uh it's basically uh, euphemistic is that the right word ways to uh uh put something you know just things that are negative Mm -hmm. or bad yeah uh,
2: no not euphemistic euphemistic but it's uh it's uh um oh man now i can't think of the word shoot (laughs) well it's basically you just uh (laughs) something that means Oh, no, it the is. opposite of what ev- what it actually means.
0: No, it's defined as deliberately euphemistic, ambiguous, or obscure language. So- oh my
2: gosh, maybe I don't know what euphemistic means.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember that's one of those words I, I learned in high school, Basil. I mean,
2: I've I've definitely said euphemism, <laughs> but let me just let me do this. I'll consult the uh, <laughs> the intelligent mega computer I have here. <laughs> euphemistic the defini- definition definition euphemistic definition make Basil go loco euphemism, a mild indirect or vague term for one that is considered harsh, blunt or offensive. The use of such terms in rhetoric, the use of a mild, delicate or indirect word or expression in place of a plainer, more accurate one, which by reason of its meaning or its associations or suggestions might be offensive, unpleasant or embarrassing. Uh, I don't get it, but I believe you.
0: It's just kind of, uh... It, it can be used in a positive sense. Like it, doctors will use euphemisms to sort of, you know, you're dying of cancer. They'll say like, you know, you have a, well, I don't know. You you have the no-no <laughs> disease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something it's, like that. yeah. Something like that. It, it, yeah. It, the way you used, um, you used euphemisms for your uh, your Monty, you know? Mm, okay. Yeah. So sure. it's that, but used in a nefarious way. So instead of telling you what's really going on, they'll just make it sound like it's the greatest thing ever. And that's, okay. that's really what Reuters was doing here. Sure. But anyway, yep. That's, um, that's the first wax sheen story we have. And like you mentioned, of course, now that Biden has been declared King of the world by the media, um, you know, they can roll out the positive stuff that yeah. has to do with the, and I think, wasn't it, didn't they mention that Pfizer is no longer working with the U S government? Uh, or as part I of I uh, don't
2: recall that but
0: I might have seen something let me look it up but yeah go ahead and uh, I'll take this, this next, next, next one you can one.
2: update us on that sure alright walk, oh. walk walk. walk, chi.
1: walk chi.
2: This is coming from PrecisionVaccinations.com, PrecisionVaccinations.com. The headline is, New York Lawyers Recommend Mandatory COVID-19 Vaccinations. The New York State Bar Association passed a resolution urging the state to consider reinforcing mandatory COVID-19 vaccinations. Even if people object... (coughs) Mm, Excuse me. For (laughs) religious, philosophical or personal reasons. Mary Beth Morrissey, chair of the New York Bar Association's Health Law Sections Task Force on COVID-19, said in a statement on November 7th, 2020, quote, The authority of the state to respond to a public health crisis is well established in constitutional law, quote, in balancing the protection of the public's health and civil, civil liberties. The public health law recognizes that a person's health can and does affect others. Quote, it may become necessary to require that certain individuals or communities be vaccinated, such as healthcare workers and students, to protect the public's health, added Morrissey, a research fellow at Fordham University's Global Healthcare Innovation Management Center and faculty member in the graduate schools. <gasps> Specifically, the New York State Bar Association recommends to protect the public's health, it would be useful to To provide guidance consistent with existing law or state emergency health powers act as a as proposed in resolution number one to assist state officials and state and local public health authorities, should it be necessary for the state to consider the possibility of enacting a vaccine mandate? A vaccine must not only be safe and efficacious, it must be publicly perceived as safe and efficacious. Mm. Huh. (laughs) all about mean, perception baby you know when there's a a synchronized hmm <laughs> between the two of us <laughs> yeah something is a little fishy right. a vaccine must not only be safe and efficacious it must be publicly perceived as safe and efficacious it's kind of a callback to the jeff goldblum quote at the yeah. beginning of the show yeah it doesn't matter if the system is fair it just has to look fair right All 50 states have legislation requiring specified vaccines for students, although exemptions vary from state to state. All school immunization laws grant exemptions to children for medical reasons, states the National Conference of State Legislatures website as of June 16th, uh, 2020. You know, a horrible thing that I want to mention real quick before we continue with this. I have a friend who uh, has a child and this child has some crazy disease i don't i don't recall the name of it and i don't remember what it is i think it's some sort of uh lung or like a respiratory and circulatory problem little baby two three years old um they were very effective at not getting this child vaccinated because they just didn't want that especially um this baby was born kind of further later on in its parents lives uh, it was actually mm-hmm. pretty impressive they're They're about I mean, they're they're outside of the normal range when people are having children. So they didn't get her vaccinated. She had an exemption for this health problem that she has. And they are going around in multiple states trying to find a pediatric specialist to help their child with this uh, this chronic condition that the child has. And they have been turned away from insurance companies and pediatric hospitals and specialized doctors. Everybody's turning this child away because she's not vaccinated. So she has yeah. this horrible condition that, that requires specialty care and nobody will give the child specialty care because she's not vaccinated. And she has an exemption, a legal uh, health exemption from vaccinations. So they're having to move like halfway across the country to, ooh, I want to get it wrong. It's one of the, it's either Utah or Ohio, one of those places um, where you know they they don't have uh, you know str- as strict vaccine laws. But it's crazy. They're you know the whole healthcare system is just letting this child die. You know, slow, well I don't know the the I don't want to be hyperbolic, but they're not treating this child because she's not vaccinated. It's insanity and it's evil and it's completely wild. Anyways, moving on. Moreover, there are 45 states in Washington, D.C. that grant religious exemptions for those uh, people who have religious objections to immunizations, Currently, 15 states allow philosophical exemptions. Ooh, that's fun for those who object to immunizations because of personal, moral, or other beliefs. New York's recommendation contrasts with the U.S. FDA's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee recommendation on October 22nd 2020, which opposes mand- mandatory vaccination policy since the initial COVID-19 vaccines are considered experimental. Without proven vaccine efficacy, which was actually good news. We talked about this a few weeks ago, where the FDA uh, is rejecting mandatory vaccines. Uh, furthermore, this FDA committee raised specific concerns regarding pediatric vaccinations with unproven COVID-19 vaccines for a population generally unaffected by this new disease. Um, and the article goes on, but that's kind of the most important part. But here's the the crazy thing, and this is where the uh, this is where the story is really kind of spooky because this is the New York State Bar Association. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. If your state has mandatory vaccines and you want to fight it, well, what do you do? You claim an exemption. Well, they're going to make you prove that exemption. And for those who have gotten exemptions in many states, you'll know that a lot of times you have to get a lawyer to help you go through this process. But in New York, the lawyers, the state bar association, which all the lawyers are going to be a member of if they pass the bar uh the, so basically what they're doing is mobilizing the lawyers of New York state to uh, you know to to basically not be able to fight a mandatory vaccine for any reason which is really a diabolical way to go about doing this um you know it's one thing to have an an exemption or to seek an exemption. It's another thing to have the very uh association that accredits your lawyer uh that you might get to obtain your ex- exemption to be at risk of like, I don't know. I don't know if they will be at risk of losing their, you know, their, uh what is it called for lawyers? Uh, License? I don't know. No, I don't feel patients losing their patience. Uh, patience ba- Basically, you know, you'd lose your license or whatever, your ability yeah, to practice said, yeah. if you go against what the state bar association is recommending. So this is really a diabolical scheme happening in New York, um, weaponizing lawyers against the people that they would be helping.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, the term that we've heard, you know, along with the election stuff too. Is lawfare, like warfare, except lawyers. Mm, or the yeah. law, you know, lawfare. Um yeah, it's it's pretty disturbing and I it's one of those issues where unless you get out of the state, you really can't do much. No. And um, I know and it's like know that in California that, uh, too.
2: What what's his name? Is it Cuomo over in New oh, York? Cuomo, of New
0: York. Yep, lovely Cuomo with this You know he's a part of this jewelry around his chest area. Um <laughs> not that anybody with jewelry on their chest is bad. It's just uh <laughs> You know, it's just a really he's, weird look. He's bad. He's bad. And, and has nipple bad. piercings. And, yeah. They're um, not correlated, but uh, <laughs> there is an interesting connection. You can you can make the connection if you want. Um, <laughs> and, a, and a healthy reminder here of the Barrington Declaration. We covered it a, a few episodes ago. This is where it's basically a declaration that you can read here on gbdeclaration.org. And a whole bunch of people have signed it, including Dr. Johnny Bananas, which I think is a you know part of the psyop or disinfo campaign to discredit something like this. But the declaration states here: the most compassionate approach that balances the risk and benefits of reaching herd immunity is to allow those who are at minimal risk of death to live their lives normally to build up immunity to the virus through natural infection, which better, uh, which while better protecting those who are at higher risk, we call this focused protection. And later on, it says those who are not vulnerable should immediately be allowed to resume life as normal. And the three main people that put this thing together is a professor at Oxford, a professor of medicine at Harvard, and and a physician, epidemiologist, health economist, and public health policy expert at Stanford. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, these these aren't like rando people. It's the same. And this is part of it. This is why these issues with vaccines, it's so diabolical is because there is no consensus amongst the scientific community it, it, that it goes against the very idea of like scientific inquiry to politicize it. Like they have here and to make it so that, you know, you can't, uh, you don't have any kind of, uh, exit or, uh, opt out, um, because of law, because of government. And it's, it's really, it's a gross violation. And it, it, it's, the modern we talked about fascism earlier, but it truly is like a modern fascism. And unfortunately not uh, too many people don't see it as that too many people just appeal to authority. Oh, the scientists said it must be true. Well, Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a bunch of scientists and different uh, uh, people in science and medicine saying something different, completely different. And so you, you got to just keep in mind that, you know, this is a, this is a war, in terms of your mind and your body. And, uh, you know, we just have to become very, uh, we, we need to continue to spread this information to at least get people to understand, or at least look at it. even your normie friends, have them well, look at it. just paying attention. I mean, it's I not, know, not even about, don't.
2: here's the thing is when you get the info, you know, make your own decision, but right. you know, forcing things on people is not the way to uh, go through life.
0: Right. and. Yeah, if you don't want, and yeah, the whole vaccine thing also is, uh, you know that that typical argument you hear from sorry your your conspiracy minded folk, it's like, well, if you if if like, the people that are way into the vaccine, if you get it, then why are you so against people that don't get it? Because they're not going to yeah. affect
2: you, you know. Well, of course, we know the the argument about that, but it's okay.
0: Um, L- logic, logic, folks. It's <laughs> called logic.
2: reach herd community, guns. <laughs> the herd community. Thank you for those in the chat who, uh, found my word for me. I was looking for disbarred, which is disbarred. what happens yes, to lawyers. Yeah. And I don't know if you can be disbarred just by going against the recommendation of the bar association. I'm not exactly sure how that works, Probably. but I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, if the bar says it, it sounds like something that they would not want you working against.
0: We need like a, what is that noise? I don't know. Did you hear that? Huh, it, was, okay. it sounded like it was coming from your side. Oh, it's coming from inside the house (laughs) inside the computer.
2: Okay. Uh, Are you good? Can I, uh, grab an email?
0: Yes. Let's do this email. Do we have an email jingle? I forget. I
2: don't remember
0: either. I don't think we do. Or if we do, oh, we got snail mail. No, um, it's okay. Yeah. All right.
2: Um. So here's the thing, folks. Last uh, episode, we talked a little bit about vaccines, and uh, I got an email from one of our producers. Uh, this producer has helped us kind of understand sciency stuff in the past, um, and so you know, this is this is a a longtime supporter of the show. And someone who interacts with us uh, for, you know, in a lot of ways. And so we always like to, you know, keep an open mind to the experts who listen to the show. And so I'm going to put it out there. It might be challenging to some people, um, but uh, we're going to read it because that's what we do around here. We explore the truth. Um, Or this person might just be a CIA shell putting out this <laughs> info in which case they're doing a great job. Okay. But either way, here we go. This is uh from a producer of the show. I'm Hey guys, I missed the live stream f- on Friday, but got to listen to it today. This came in a couple of days ago as your friendly neighborhood expert listener slash microbiologist. I just wanted to make a comment on your discussion on compulsory vaccinations. This is our, uh, our producer who it has been a, microbiologist for 25 plus years. I think Basil conveyed some incorrect facts about the COVID-19 vaccines, and there is no need to give those who disagree with you any ammunition to refute you. I agree with that. Firstly, Basil seemed to imply that all the vaccines in the works are mRNA based. They are not. This was news to me. I guess I kind of have only been paying attention to the mRNA based vaccines. Uh, You even covered the whole tobacco plant vaccine store a few weeks ago with the plants making the virus proteins in bulk which will then be used in a standard vaccine formulation, standard in quotes there. So talking about not the mRNA vaccines, but the classic vaccine uh, formulation, which is a, a dead version of the actual virus. I'm pretty sure there are also a whole bunch of the old fashioned vaccine development going on. There is too much money at stake for people not to go with tried and true tech to get a piece of the pie secondly perhaps more importantly the mrna vaccines do not change your dna not to get too sciency but the central dogma is dna is, is is dna is transcribed to mrna and then mRNA is translated to proteins in human cells. The DNA is transcribed in the nucleus to mRNA. And then the mRNA is transported from the nucleus to the cytoplasm where the protein is produced based on the mRNA. So mRNA vaccines basically just introduce mRNA into the cells, which directly code for the viral proteins, which are then presented on the cell surface to the immune response mrna cannot cause dna changes in this approach the dna is not even involved note one from what i've read no mrna vaccine has actually ever worked for any disease which we know note two there have been mentions of crispr based vaccines that would indeed insert viral protein genes into muscle tissue cells which would then pump out or present vaccine proteins on the surface to activate the immune reaction. CRISPR systems do have mRNA molecules as part of the mix, but this is not an mRNA vaccine per se. However, I have not heard anything more than here's an idea we can try. There are some more there are some major issues with this approach like setting off an autoimmune response as well as the fact that muscle tissue apparently does generate immunogenic antigens very well all above being said i am with you on opposing any compulsory or coercive vaccinations hope this is helpful Uh, any questions let me know so um i appreciate this of course i you know i am uh no stranger to uh receiving correction as long as the people know what they're talking about and are polite and present evidence and uh when that happens it gives me a chance to actually look into it further um actually i kind of knew this already so i actually don't remember the words that i said last episode Um, but basically what, what they're talking about here is the number one, CRISPR, a CRISPR based vaccine would technically be editing DNA. Um, there's not a whole lot of CRISPR, uh, vaccines being worked on, but we have read a couple articles on the show about it, that there are people. Just to sorry to chime in, but we have Uh a story on that later today. Okay, yeah, Yeah. so we'll talk about that more. So, CRISPR vaccine is one thing that does actually edit DNA, but mRNA uh, took a little bit of looking into mRNA. Yes, mRNA uh, based vaccines do not directly edit DNA, they kind of jump in between the process of DNA and Uh, I don't know, I don't know if I could correctly call it gene expression, but Whatever it is, it's it's sort of in between DNA and uh, the the actions of your cells. So yes, to say mRNA vaccines edit your DNA is not correct, um, but it does get in. It does kind of weasel its way into the process of. And again, I can be corrected if this is an incorrect e- expression. But gene expression being how does you know. The code from your DNA get translated into your physical body Um, is kind of a similar problem to when we are talking about, you know, the astronaut who went into space and came and it changed his DNA. But it didn't actually change the code of his DNA. It just changed the expression, uh, the translation, or the what exact uh, physical attributes were being um, decoded from the DNA. So there you go. So I, we've known this for a while. We've actually said it before. I must have either misspoke or just wasn't thinking last episode. Um, and, you know, this is getting thrown around a lot, that mRNA uh, vaccines are editing your DNA That's not quite completely true. Um, Maybe an easy way to understand it for a layman, but uh, not quite the truth. Uh, When in fact, these mRNA uh, vaccines seem to be um, basically changing the translation or the uh, expression between the actual DNA code and what gets uh, expressed in your in your physical body. Does that make sense,
0: Gans? yeah it does. there's uh yeah, now we appreciate the the correction. Um, but on the first point about how uh what was it here that um I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up the email again. uh no mRNA vaccine has actually ever worked for any disease yeah uh, that that part of it is part of the that's the concern really with some of the vaccines that are being pushed out there right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a report on Moderna a few weeks ago, and uh, there's an article here that I, that I quoted from that video uh, from statnews.com. Ego, ambition, and turmoil inside one of biotech's most secretive startups. And It talks about Moderna here, and uh, it's pretty scathing on the CEO of Moderna. Uh, I think his name is Stefan Bansell. And he, he's basically he's, you know, he's, there's a lot of controversy surrounding him in general that, uh, you know, he wants MRNA to, to work because if it does, it's so amazing and all this stuff. And he's not a, he doesn't have a science background. He's got like a, uh, funding economics type of background, which a lot of people have criticized him for that too. Uh, but in the article here, I'm trying to find the spot, uh, an ambitious CEO dreams big and it talks about he has a he's from Harvard Business School blah 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 uh, he said quote i was always thinking one day someone will have to make a decision about me getting a ceo job how do i make sure blah 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 hold on let me try to find the spot i thought i highlighted it but i uh, where is it oh here we go moderna's technology promised to subvert the whole field creating therapeutic proteins inside the body instead of manufacturing <laughs> plants the key harnessing messenger RNA or mRNA in nature, mRNA molecules function like recipe books, directing cellular machinery to make specific proteins. Moderna believes it can play that system to its advantage by using synthetic mRNA to compel cells to produce whichever proteins it chooses. In effect, the mRNA would turn cells into tiny drug factories. And up until this point, there's been a lot of issues with people that, uh, are you know in trials with this, people getting sick and stuff like that? Uh, and it says here, uh, he knew it was a gamble. He told Stat quote, but if I don't do it and it works, I'm just going to kick myself. Basically, saying like, someone's gonna do it. I wanna be the guy to figure it out. Uh, sure. and, and the article says, and so he became the company CEO and soon developed an almost messianic reverence for the mRNA technology. Oh so, boy. this guy's, yeah, this guy's like super into the mRNA and wants it to be. You know, he wants that breakthrough and probably for more economic and status reasons than a legitimate. I can't, you know, I'm not going to tell the guy's heart, but in essence, that's part of the criticism here. Uh, so you get into the weeds and the nuance of the mRNA stuff that's out there. And well, sure, I think it's
2: I think it's important. And the problem is that it doesn't mean Just because, you know, mRNA doesn't change DNA in the way that somebody's YouTube video told you or some blog you read said doesn't mean that, uh, you know, we're here telling you to go get the vaccine. You know, that's part of the sort of triggering mind control. And I'm looking at the chat and there are some people certainly triggered uh, by (laughs) this you know, piece of information that comes from a trustworthy source, uh, unless you are also a a microbiologist expert of 25 years, then, uh, you know, then we can have a conversation, but just because it doesn't work exactly how a YouTube video told you it worked, doesn't mean that Gon's you and I are telling people to go get the vaccine. Yeah. Um, but as as the email read, You know, it's important to actually be able to speak about it in factual ways or else you just come off looking foolish to people who know what they're talking about. Um, So, yeah, there you go. It's okay to have – previously had a misunderstanding of science that uh, you don't personally interact with. That's okay. And it's also okay to, uh, you know, take on new facts. It doesn't have to change your mind about whether you're going to take or not take a vaccine. But, um, you know, when it comes to conspiracy theories and news and uh, critical thinking, it's important to not... Disregard facts just because it wasn't the first fact that you heard. So, just to put it back into context, this is not us saying, Oh, yeah, Basil and Gon said it's cool to go get the vaccine. This will be great. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is if you're going to have intelligent conversations with uh, people who actually know the science, you're going to want to also know the science.
0: Right. And these are different levels of conversation here. Because part of the conversation earlier with vaccines was the government oversight into forcing vaccines. That's one layer of the conversation. And I think this this part of it here is more of a nitty-gritty scientific in terms of not the not the the authoritarian way, but just the the hard science, the objective science of it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to that, it's not and you got to define change DNA too. Like, what do you mean by change DNA? Well,
2: and that's yeah, that's the subtlety of it. Right. Changing your DNA is different from you know having a different expression from your DNA. Right. The the base code doesn't change. It's just you know what the the manifestation is in your physical thing. And so they are two different things. If you're going to, you know, talk to somebody who actually knows what they're talking about, they're two different things. However, I agree in practical terms, it may not matter (laughs) to you in the end. And that's okay in a practical sense. It doesn't have to change your mind. It's just, you might as well talk about it in, you know, in the terms that are the current, uh, you know, scientific fact or whatever which of right. course we know there's problems with that.
0: Right. And I I just think it it becomes an issue when people run around and say just you know point blank that it's changing your DNA, you're going to get pushback from the scientific community or the people within medicine who yeah. are d- dealing with this day to day. Uh, rather than you know somebody else who's just looking at blogs or YouTube videos yeah. or whatever you said, it's going to come off even even if there are linguistic or semantics involved here, it's just not going to come off well. So I think digging into the issue is good, but also again a separate conversation is the way vaccines are used by governments and authorities uh, to control. That's a whole different conversation than right. the actual what's happening in the vaccine itself, and yeah. that I think that's always been my argument with this is hey. Uh, you know, because uh, vaccines have been around for different things for quite a while. Like I said, before I was years. jabbed. Yeah, I was jabbed, you know, when I was born. I think most people were. Uh, that's yeah, watching I had to listening. get a
2: bunch of vaccines in 2017 yeah, to just
0: travel. To, to travel, yeah. So, so, and again, we're not saying it's good, but uh, at the same time, it, it just seems like the conversation gets lost on the, the specifics when people start yeah. peddling that stuff. And Um,
2: here's a great here's a great comment that really highlights the problem with this uh, from YouTube says, I don't get it. Are you against vaccines or do you support it? Well, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's that's exactly what we're talking about. We're, uh, you know, we're we're not in uh, we're not pro vaccine necessarily, certainly not pro mandatory vaccine, but it's important to actually have a real understanding uh, of the current facts about it, instead of just repeat parroting what we've been told, uh, by people who may not, you know, have the actual background and that's okay. Don't get the vaccine. If you don't want to, that's great. I totally support you. Yeah. That's great. Yeah.
0: But, and also there's no until he, cause people, people have connected the vaccine to the mark of the beast and there are yeah. legitimate concerns with, in terms of control, in terms of buying and selling, Legitimate concerns. I'm not downplaying that at all, um, but that that's more from the the side of control, the control mechanism, and uh, the only reason why the change DNA part of it, I think, got into the conversation is because of the fact that uh, the the thesis that I presented, not myself, not only me, but like me and many others presented early on in this uh, on the channel and in the ministry this idea that the mark of the beast might change your DNA might make you not human anymore because there's no vindication or or there's no redemption for those Mm -hmm. who take the mark. You know, they're, they're, they're burned. They get thrown into the lake of fire, all this stuff. And so it makes sense that, Oh, maybe you're no longer human. You lose your uh, ability to be redeemed by Jesus. That's a possibility. That's sort of a theoretical thing that we extracted with from the, the eschatological passages, uh, but then to flip it and say it's here, you get a vaccine, your DNA's changed, you won't be saved. That's incredibly dangerous too, because uh, th- unless you know the science for sure, you know you're, you're not. You're basically starting to pedal like you know false information and fear, you know, scaring people out of things. Right. And again, you're not, I'm not saying get it.
2: You don't have to lie to make a point. Right. 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 The, the true facts say enough. Yeah. but You don't have to have false facts to make. Uh, you know, a point that you you know, just to make it sound scarier. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. There you go. We're not telling anybody to get the vaccine. Of no. course, if you question the conspiracy theory, you're a CIA shill trying to deceive the masses. <laughs> so we're still waiting for that shill check. But uh, when it gets here, I'll let you guys know.
0: Yeah. And uh, I just I pulled this up because I'm curious uh, from our our producer there. There's an article from Nature.com: COVID-19 vaccine development. And a potential nanomaterial path forward. And it talks about nanotechnology. Um, uh, So in fact, the first vaccine candidate launched into clinical trials is an mRNA vaccine delivered via lipid nanoparticles. I don't know if that's synthetic or again, I I haven't dug into this particular article, but you know, you, you, these are like trigger words, right? For our corner of the internet, you start talking about nanotechnology, DNA, vaccine, you're going to get triggered. And if you've only talked about these issues in the context of eschatology, then you're going to be like, oh shoot, there it is. It's the mark nanotechnology delivering, you know, change in DNA and it's the mark of the beast. And um, again, the concerns are way more legitimate than uh, that. You don't have to necessarily conclude that it is the mark. There's enough concern here. You don't need to call it the mark of the beast to be concerned and to have uh, to put up warning signs and to, to discuss the issue uh, from a critical standpoint. And um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's just one of those issues that people are going to run with it. They're going to call us shills, whatever, uh, or some people will anyway. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. That, that's the whole idea here. And, and I mentioned it before that there is no hard consensus when it comes to science. Right. Uh, the, the fact and that's that, the point. Yeah, that's, that's the point. And the fact that people like Fauci are out there saying. Science is truth. Which is not a scientific statement. That's way more troubling.
1: Right. And exactly. the, the
0: hard, you know, the, 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 of course there's problems with vaccines and there's, you know, people that get, you know, killed and stuff from it. And especially in the test phase. So there's, again, legitimate concerns, but I don't think we need to. Uh, pedal anything more than that in terms like of I said, talking you, about you the You see it on both
2: sides. You don't need to lie about something to <laughs> make somebody think it's the truth. Right, you know? right, right. So the truth is scary enough. We don't need to uh, add anything else to it. Anyways, um, let's see here. Doo, doo, doo,
0: doo. Break time?
2: I think so. Let's uh, take a quick break. After some pharmakia.
1: Pharmakia! pharmakia.
2: Okay, folks, we're going to take a second and thank some of our producers of the show. The producers are the people who make it happen, and uh, they deserve our gratitude. But don't go anywhere, because after the show, we're going to be talking about uh, an Israeli surveillance program that is uh, COVID-related. Now, you heard us. We called the shot. We were the first people talking about it, and it made it to America, talking about uh, you know, the sewer surveillance program. This is not that, but it's also something else to keep an eye on because it's only a matter of time before we have to deal with it in our part of the world. Also, we will be talking about the Mark of the Beast. We've got a beast system update uh, involving CRISPR and microchips and all sorts of fun stuff. And, of course, uh, you know, no beast system update would be complete without connecting it to a West Coast university of note. And then after that, uh, we got uh, some time travel and VR to talk about. And so it's going to be fun. Don't go anywhere. We're just going to take a quick second to thank some of the supporters of the show, which is very important. Everybody here should uh, be thanking the producers of the show because it's very important. Now, if you're new to the show, you're thinking, producers, what are you talking about? You're just a couple of knuckleheads live streaming on the Internet. Well, that may be true, folks. But here's the thing. Here at Canary Cry News Talk, we work on the value For value system. What does that mean? Well, you might have noticed that we do not read advertisements like many of your favorite podcasters. uh, You know, there are some who have to start out their program with seven to 10 minutes of ad reads telling you uh, just why they love this new kind of underwear and this mattress that comes in a box and oh my gosh you gotta get this herbal supplement that has changed my life that's right folks we get it you gotta you gotta keep the show going in one way or another but we decided long ago that advertising was uh, one, you know speaking of the beast system advertising is one of the main manifestations of the corrupted beast system uh, global economic religion the theology of the globe you know advertising is wrapped up in big data it's wrapped up in privacy concerns it's wrapped up in big money and uh, inauthenticity and things like that as well as censorship you know once you start taking money from corporations you got to start uh, you know you got to be bright, what's called brand friendly which means if you say something on your show that that brand doesn't like you got to shape up or ship out mister It also incentivizes podcasters and creators like Gonz and I to uh, consider you, dear listener, as a commodity, as cattle to be loaded up on a truck and sold to a big corporation for our own personal gain. And if you haven't figured it out yet, by the way I talk about it, we just decided that that was not a great way to live our lives. We make less money, but that's okay. At least we can sleep at night. So... Instead, we work on the value-for-value system, which means we do this show, we do it pretty often, and we like to think we do a good job at it, and if you gain anything from what we do, whether it's entertainment or information, or just uh, maybe we annoy you with some critical thinking that goes against uh, maybe some of your past beliefs, if we challenge you in a way that uh, maybe expands your horizons and how you look at the world, whether you agree with us or not... That's okay. Everybody's welcome here. Whatever it is, if you get any value out of the show, please consider becoming a supporter. That makes you a producer of the show. So, um, first of all, the easiest way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk. Lots of fun ways to support the show there at different levels. And uh, I think we have a couple of new podcasts producers to thank gons are you ready
0: i am ready with the dinger
2: okay he's got his dinger dinged and uh here we go oof 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 oh there we go okay so first of all i want to thank uh producer roman Thank you very much, producer Roman. Thank you, Roman. Uh, he's a brand new producer. So thank you very much. We also have an upgrading producer, which we love so much. It's hard enough to get somebody to support the show. Um, it's even harder to get somebody to upgrade their support. And so we thank Grace, producer Grace. Thank you, Grace. And I'm looking at our Patreon now. Uh, this is a great example. You know, a lot of, a lot of times people will, uh, uh, they will, uh, you know, get mad at us because we say something they don't agree with, uh, call us shills, things like that. And uh, that's just kind of part of the uh, taking the punches for doing your best to tell the truth, even if it disagrees with other conspiracy theorists. Uh, we did lose a supporter during the show, and I'm going to assume that's because they did not like us uh, looking at the science of vaccines a little deeper. But that's okay because we know we have other producers out there who agree with uh, finding the truth, no matter how angry it can make you next, we have patreon.com canarycryradio cry radio. If you haven't listened before, canary cry radio is our other show. It's an interview style show, a great thing to check out. Um, if you want some deep dives into some of the paradigm shifting uh, world views that we talk about here on canary cry news talk, uh, you can find that on any podcatcher you like. But we have one new producer, and it's an upgrading producer over on Canary Cry Radio Patreon, and that is Producer David. Thank you, Producer David. Thank you very much, Producer David. Okie dokie. Next, uh, if you don't like Patreon, that's okay. A lot of people don't like Patreon. No big deal. That's why we have CanaryCryRadio.com support.
1: Canary Cry Radio. Dot com slash support.
2: That's right, canarycryradio.com/support. We've got PayPal options. You can come in with a monthly producership, or if commitment's not your thing, you can make a one-time producership in any amount, as well as cryptocurrency and all sorts of other fun things. Um, so, Gons, you want to uh, tell us about our uh, PayPal producers?
0: Sure. Looks like we got three in the queue there. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one producer Lorelai. 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 was gonna- Thank you very much, Lorelai. Wasn't sure how I was gonna pronounce it. At half. You know when you start speaking a word, but then you don't know how you're gonna pronounce something. Hmm. You ever get stuck in that? I it's do. A-
2: Lorelai is a recurring producer, so you should learn her name.
0: I know. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible. Thank person. you,
2: producer Lorelai. I love that name, by the way. It's a yeah, great name. Great.
0: Uh thank you, producer Michael. Thank you, producer Michael. And thank again. you very
2: much. New producer Michael. Uh one thing to note, Gons Lorelei was a 33 producer. Oh, as that's
0: well. right. Yes, 33. Yeah. Yep. Take back that number. <laughs> also, producer Cynthia. Thank you, producer Cynthia. Another 33 producer. Woo! Taking back that number. And producer Charlie. Thank you, producer. Charlie. Thank you very much.
2: Producer Charlie coming in again. And uh, I do have one more here that just came into the email. Producer Brunilka. Ooh, producer Brunilka. Thank
0: you very much. Are we going to.
2: Okie dokie. I think that's everybody. Yeah. Put that on the list there. Let me do one more refresh here. We usually uh, cut off the, uh, cut off the giving amount, but, producer ships were light today. So we're letting those a few through the gates uh, that came in during the show. So thank you very much. Okay. That's it though. That's all of it guns.
0: That's it for the treasure, but you can yes. also contribute with your talent and time. And we definitely appreciate producers doing that. Uh, I want to, we don't have anybody for crypto today. Uh, we don't have any nights, but uh, I do want to mention We got a message from Ark from Destiny Lab. Oh, great. You guys know about Destiny Lab. They uh, are going to, or I think they just released their album and and, um, he, uh, Ark was saying we can play some music from his album and uh, we may do that at some point. I don't, I don't want to do it right this moment, but uh, the album is called Shift Your Paradigm and uh, some of the songs were on Age of Deceit 3. I think the album is finally out. So it's a, it's a great, you know, if you're into hip hop, and you're into the truth, then Destiny Labs is definitely someone to check out. Totally. Long-time Friend of, of the show. Of the show. We've,
2: yep. We've had them on. Uh, we, we had ARK.
0: Yep. We had ARK on Canary Cry Radio, I believe. I That's don't remember right. what episode number, but uh, he was definitely on. And he's a, a contributor in that way. Uh, but also, artwork. One Woo! art, please. <laughs> yeah. <Yeehaw. laughs> For today, we have a few pieces of artwork to present to you, the audience. First off, it's from Mark. Producer Mark gave us the uh, Battle of the 5G Armies. And, oh, yeah. Uh- <laughs> this one was fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, um,
2: it's, yeah. So, Battle of the 5G Armies. This was fun. This he had a little note and uh, an, an illus- a little illustration of how two of the four horsemen of the technocalypse are working to bring about global 5G, plus expensive Tesla tequila and two cute Neuralink piggies. And uh, in the middle, we've got the Eye of Sauron, the tower from uh, Lord of the Rings. There, and it says the the Battle of the 5G Armies. And on the left, we've got a fleet of Musk's Starlink satellites. We've got Musk there holding uh, some some Tesla tequila and two happy healthy little piggies <laughs> who look so confused that they've got their little Neuralink chip there. And on the other side, in the other corner, we've got Mark Zuckerberg with a fleet of his uh, Wi-Fi drones he wants to fly around the world as well as the uh the blimps, yeah, the blimps. His internet blimps. So we've got two powerhouses uh, <laughs> getting ready to cover the earth in dangerous, searing five G technology.
0: Very well put. That's, yeah, uh, it's very
2: fun too. The style. It's kind of got that, uh, you know, quick, um, fun collage. Oh, and there's a there's the Falcon Heavy rocket there too. So, uh, oh yeah. They're all over the place. It's that fun, you know, kind of quick Photoshop style, which I love so much. So, it, Thank you very much. And this was from
0: producer Mark. Yes. And when you look at this, I think Elon's winning. Yeah. Elon's yeah. got the tequila. Mark Zuckerberg is on his knees, sort of. Uh, yeah. He's agony. not
2: happy about this. <laughs> no. Um, just <laughs> for funny. your info guns, there's two more pieces that came came and they're down. I know. Down at the bottom I, know.
0: I don't know if I'm going to be able to, add them in okay second. that's
2: okay we'll do them next uh, yeah, show if not
0: we might have to push the next show but uh we do see it uh, and actually yeah it's from uh it's from ali producer ali Woo! thank you very uh, much producer uh, and charlie they work together on this one it's a little uh it's it's the montage of uh Yes, As you and I is
2: two, two of Ali's uh, portraits, one of me and my cool googly eyes. And on the right, that's the portrait of your headshot that she did there. And uh, producer Charlie put it all together with some uh, expert photoshopping skills there. This is Canary Cry. Think outside the cage, Basil and Gons. And uh, they've they mentioned that they have already sent it off to producer dust to get it on some T-shirts at Canary Cry Merch Perch.
0: That's that's good right there. I love it. Always love the artwork. Very good. We, thank we did you very get much. a couple more pieces uh, from Ali today, but again, we'll push it to the next episode. So mm-hmm. thank you, Ali. I uh, look forward to seeing those new ones in the next episode. And lastly, we have one from producer Steven. This was, I love this one. Uh, this is, how do you even explain this? The cycle of temptation. Um, I think he wrote a note to us and he mentioned how. Yeah, it says here he posts a
2: lot of signs in my Sunday school class. I realized that this one was influenced by our podcast and live stream, and uh, yeah, this is kind of a, a an illustration. That it's called the cycle of temptation. So, considering this is yes a Sunday school lesson talking about uh, temptations in First John two sixteen with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and it's got the cycle between attraction and through God's word you can escape. Uh, Cost benefit analysis with skewed data. The pros is uh, pros and cons. And uh, it's basically the cycle of temptation. There's, there's a lot to look at, so you can look at it there. But I think uh, the great connection that was so influenced by Canary Cry News Talk is on the left. There's uh, Homer Simpson with a, an Ethernet cable coming in quick. It says future brain machine interface uh, getting connected into his brain. So, and that is on a sort of a, an illustration of the eye gates. And the ear gates, two gates of temptation, of course. And then uh, you got your your sort of dem- demonic communications that can come in all sorts of forms, including a brain machine interface. So good job, Stephen. Producer Stephen made this one.
0: It's excellent work. Thank you so much for all the artists and all the producers. And uh, you know, I do. I'm, I'm very sad to announce that uh, that night wind.
1: Uh, it uh, informed
0: me that she is going back to work or something. I don't know why she's got to go to work. I mean,
2: <laughs> what a crazy I, well, it's idea, just, it's
0: horrible, but she will not be able to provide timestamps anymore for the YouTube channel. So that's a bummer Yeah, because she's been doing a great job with that. And so if anybody wants to uh, pick up that uh, torch yeah. and, and continue providing uh, timestamps, With the articles, take a look at some of the older videos. It's a pinned comment on the face like this on YouTube channel and you can uh, model it.
2: Yeah, and to be a little bit more specific, uh, what what that night wind does is uh, they watch the show live, and they just notate when we switch topics, right. um, and we pin that comment, and that allows for people who find the YouTube video to just kind of jump around when they see a topic that they like. If they're you know if they don't want to sit through a three hour show or whatever, um, they can just click on the timestamps and listen to whatever topic they're interested in. It's a very it's a vital part. Of uh, you know us having the shows on uh, YouTube, also it helps you know people clip it and stuff like that. Um, but yes, we'll be losing our dear, dear producer uh, that night win. So if anybody uh, wants to volunteer and you you watch the shows live, you know, a lot of listeners hit every single show live, and that's great. Um, so we'll need somebody to volunteer for that and help us uh, grab those timestamps.
0: Right. And uh, just a quick thank you to all the recurring producers out there. We don't always list your name, but we do appreciate every single one of you out there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Final mention, canarycrymerchperch.com, producer Dust working on stuff there. And uh, so you can visit canarycrymerchperch.com and check out our swag
2: Yes, and that's a family-run operation. Gons and I did not create that. It was created by a producer of the show, Producer Dust, um, and that's how we work around here, you know? If you want to get involved and help out the community, uh, we do our best to support you, but uh, Producer Dust took on the merch perch a while back, and we are so excited about it.
0: All right. You want to get back and uh, wrap, go through the last part of here? uh, Yeah, let
2: me look at the time here. Okay, yeah, we're doing fine on time. Okay, Okay, Okay. let's wake on up.
1: Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up.
2: Okay, so first we are going to – this is – let's see. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the the surveillance technology guns. Hit me with those jingles. Did you ever
1: have the feeling that you were being watched?
2: That's
0: and right. Every day. <laughs> I know, and it's also a uh, pandemic special. Although, what happened to my pandemic special button? Sometimes buttons disappear. No, no. Yeah, that's the thing about is. buttons. Oh, didn't go. A pandemic special. There we go. Woo!
2: Okay, this is coming from Ynetnews.com. The article is titled, Isra- Israel's New Virus Surveillance System Draws Comparisons to China. A new experimental surveillance system that monitors whether Israeli public is complying with the government's coronavirus guidelines is raising concerns among the locals that, where the digital tool has been installed with some comparing it to the surveillance network in China. For the past several weeks, the security officials in the northern city of Akiva have been focused on cracking down on violations of health directives, culminating in the introduction of a new line of smart surveillance cameras installed in main locations across the city. The technology can detect whether a person is wearing a face cover and can measure the distance between individuals to determine whether they are observing social distancing rules. The new system can also measure the density of groups in a certain area to prevent overcrowding. The cameras broadcast a live feed to a municipal control center and notify authorities of any transgressions. If individuals are caught violating health rules, uh, officials announce it to them through a PA system. And if they fail to comply with instructions, law enforcement is called to the scene. Now, notice how they keep talking about, uh, you know, uh, transgressions of health uh, mandates or dictates or things like that. They're using a lot of fancy language to say, wear a mask, citizen. So this is all pretty much about uh, social distancing and mask wearing. Um, Let's continue. Where would it go? Worried locals have drawn comparisons between the new system and surveillance technology used in cities across China to help authorities monitor movements of citizens and crack down on activity deemed illegal. Uh, As you know, in China, it's not just about mask wearing and social distancing. This was something that the Uyghur Muslims are having to deal with as well, where the government will just put a security camera outside of the house of Uyghur Muslims. And during lockdowns, they have uh, cameras on every door of like apartment buildings so when they can see when somebody leaves or, or, you know, stuff like that, violating lockdown orders. When the news about the installment of the surveillance network broke out on a Facebook page of a local paper, many or Akiva, I'm assuming that's of many of Akiva or Akiva. Oh, I think that's the name. name. It's the name of the, got it. It's the whole name or Akiva residents were quick to uh, leave messages of concern about the introduction of the new technology. Quote, you advertise it like it's a good thing. China is here. Said one user quote, we are becoming China. And this is just the beginning. Wrote another director of the municipal authority for the prevention of violence, drugs, and alcohol abuse. Shlomi Segev said the system was introduced last week and coordination with law enforcement in order to better prevent incidents of violence and vandalism in the city. Of course, we got to make it about the violence and vandalism as well as enforce uh, health directives and provide citizens with greater sense of security. The monitoring system is the first of its kind in Israel and does not possess facial recognition capabilities, negating some privacy concerns. Um, But as you can see in some of the pictures, it is able to detect if a person is wearing a mask or not. Which yeah. <laughs> uh, is funny because, of course, there's some sort of facial recognition or or just image recognition. I guess they can technically say it's not facial recognition uh, involved there. But it'll uh, alert authorities and they'll yell at you on a PA system. It's like, uh, you know, you're in school or something. <laughs> you don't you just get yelled at by a teacher, by an authority figure.
0: Yeah. Uh, or Akiva is the city. Got it's it. It's a northern city. And it's actually the city that was named after Rabbi Akiva, uh, who's said to be tortured and killed there. And um, Rabbi Akiva is, uh, is one of the, let's see, uh, he's one of the early rabbis and leading Jewish scholar. He was a leading contributor to the Mishnah and the Midrash. Uh, he also sometimes uh, is credited with redacting Abraham's version of the Sefer Yitzra one of the central texts of Jewish mysticism. And he's referred Mm. to in the Talmud as Roshla Hakimim chief of the sages. Uh, He was executed by the Romans. So yeah. um, Interesting. A lot of interesting history there, especially when you talk about Israel and you're you're always going to have like, you know, biblical references and geographical biblical references at that. So right. Something to keep in mind, but yeah. And it's interesting, you know,
2: there's a lot of technology companies and a lot of uh, a lot of resources in Israel that go into developing technology. mm -hmm. And uh, we've seen many times a system like this pop up in Israel. They'll test it there. And it's usually some Israeli company. And then because of the business relationships that the U.S. has with Israel, as well as the uh, political, uh, obvious obvious political relationship um that a lot of times it's not every time but many times uh israel is kind of a test zone for a lot of these types of uh surveillance products that eventually do make it either into the hands of the u.s government or to you know police uh departments across the, the country, things like that. So I don't know. This uh, certainly could be something we could see deployed, especially, you know, depending on who actually makes it out of this election to become uh, the president in January.
0: Yeah. And either way, it's not looking good. I've We've uh, used episode art that shows the Belt and Road where, you know, the Chinese flag and the Israeli flag, and they're they're giving each other a handshake. And Mm -hmm. then the Israeli flag connects to the Republican party and the Chinese flag connects to the Democrat party. And I think Netanyahu already came out and said like, Oh, we'll, we'll work with the Bidens and congratulate the Bidens and all this. So yeah, it's all, uh, you know, it's all connected folks. None of it is, it's all an illusion. All this right, left stuff is, Mm -hmm. it's just to control you. It's all here to control you. And speaking of control,
1: speaking of the beast system,
0: This is, oh gosh, I'm going to pronounce this so wrong. co I don't know why this is the outlet that really uh, reports on this, but Stanford is developing the CRISPR laboratory on a chip for the dot, dot, dot. I don't know if they ran out of space there, but that's the headline. Uh, And here's what it says. Researchers at Stanford university have developed a CRISPR based lab on a chip for the detection of COVID-19 and are working with automakers at Ford to develop their prototype into a marketable product. Oy, oy, oy. That's, oh yeah. That's so crazy. Uh, because what was a car company that worked with uh, the Nazis as GM it was Ford? Was it Ford? Okay. So mm-hmm. There you go. No surprise. Well,
2: Henry Ford. Yeah. Henry I Ford. Believe. Yeah.
0: This could deliver an automated handheld device designed to deliver a coronavirus test result anywhere within 30 minutes. In a study published this week in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, the test found active infections quickly and cheaply. Electric fields were used to purify fluids from the nasal swab sample and to force DNA-cutting regions into the tiny passages of the system. Funded by Bioclinica. That sounds like the most dystopian company. (laughs) Bioclinica.
2: BioClinica
0: increase compliance and risk uh, and reduce risk. Uh, hold on, let me start that over. Increase compliance and reduce risk with BioClinica, your partner on the Trusted Event Education Committee. Uh, BioClinica enforces compliance with. This is a different story. Okay, maybe not. With uh, twenty-one CFR Part Eleven and EU GDPR requirements, the CFR's Council on Foreign Relations. The EU, the European Union, uh, requirements thorough de-identification of all source documents, images, videos, and photos with our AI technology, visual inspection, and query management for you as a customer. I think this might be translated to quote: "The micro lab is a microfluidic chip that is half the size of a credit card and contains a complex network of channels that are smaller than the width of a human hair." said the study's lead author, Juan Santiago, professor of medical engineering at the Charles Lee Powell Foundation at Stanford.
2: The size you, of half a credit card is pretty big.
0: That's pretty big, yeah. That's a you definitely show your allegiance when you put smack yeah, that thing on a, your hand.
2: That's a big chip. <laughs> Using like home DIY cyborg chip.
0: <laughs> Using the CRISPR enzyme Cas twelve, a sibling of the famous CRISPR Cas9. The test triggers a fluorescent molecular probe that lights up samples when genetic material from the coronavirus is found. Quote, Nor does it rely on antibodies like many tests, which only show whether someone had the disease and not whether they are currently infected and therefore contagious, said PhD student Ashwin Ramachandran, the study's lead author. Which uh, That's really interesting too, because part of the criticism of the PCR is that it doesn't show you, you know, if you're actually contagious or not, right? And uh, the, you know, how many spins and all that. So they're like, oh, you want to, you want to solve that microchip? Uh, the researchers said the approach of the test could also be changed to detect the signs of other infections by recalibrating the CRISPR enzyme for a different genetic marker. Quote: If we want to look for another disease, we just design the appropriate nucleic acid. Sequence on a computer and email it to a commercial synthetic RNA manufacturer. (laughs) Sounds
2: sounds uh, safe. (laughs) Just email it. Just got our (laughs) Gmail account. Just pop it on over.
0: Quote: You send a vial with a molecule fully reconfigured to reconfigure our test for a new disease. End quote. Uh, There were the details of a. uh, These were the details. Of the news, Stanford is developing the CRISPR laboratory on a chip for the dot 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 for this day. What is up with the way this thing is written? (laughs) Very weird. We hope that we have succeeded by giving you the full details and information.
2: Redacted. They're redacting a whole (laughs) bunch of it.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's uh maybe the headline should be Stanford is developing the CRISPR laboratory on a chip for the mark of the beast. (laughs) Because uh yeah why not? There you go. That's that's the story. Uh. Yeah, a a microchip, lab on a chip, well, using see, CRISPR. That's
2: the, that's the crazy thing about it, which is, uh, you know, to to get an implant to detect one disease. I mean, they, I guess they're saying they can, you know, detect all sorts yeah, just, of stuff eventually. Just email but, it. Yeah, just email it over. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's crazy, you know, and especially with COVID, which you know there's a lot of differing opinions on uh but even the reported numbers by the authorities is just an insanely small uh, you know amount of uh, when you consider all the other diseases and the impact that they can have um you know the what are we under 1% uh death rate right now
0: oh it's yeah it's way yeah. under that i think it is
2: wild that you would get an entire you know uh, microchip implanted to find this one little thing that maybe you have maybe you won't but at least we'll know who's on the
0: list yeah and it doesn't make me feel comfortable that ford is is helping them given their history in nazi germany yeah well you know
2: a lot of people helped out with that ibm was yeah, involved they did the, they created a computing punch card machine to help keep track of Populations that needed keeping track of. <laughs> so, IBM ain't innocent, Ford ain't innocent. There's all sorts of companies that were making money, but that's what wars are for. Wars are just yep. for making money, Guns.
0: Make that cash dough money. And also, just real quick, um, just alluding back to something we were talking about before the break, Pfizer, uh, this is frightwaves.com, Pfizer to bypass US government system for COVID vaccine distribution. So, yeah, Pfizer is trying to go around the U.S. government to uh, distribute their vaccine. And the question is whether they have the required ultra-cold storage necessary to, to deliver it. So, there you yeah. go. I was right. Ultra-cold. They, they are trying to bypass the U.S. government because, you know, science is truth. It's easier that way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit of time travel for the end of the show here.
0: Time travel. It's
2: time. Technically, it should be a VR update too, but... uh, Yeah, it's all sorts. And this is actually uh, an interesting concept. It uh, combines a lot of things, but... We'll get into it after we read a little bit here. This is from daysinfo.com. Google virtual time travel map that could take us 200 years back is a reality now. If you are someone who thinks time travel is just a fantasy, maybe it's time for you to rethink about it. A software engineer at Google has come up with an incredible tool that mimics traveling back in time pretty closely. Raimondas Kaviria. Oh, gosh. Raimondas Uh A Google research software engineer has built an open source map which can, which can show you exactly how your city looked at an earlier time period and how it changed over time. The map enables both a bird's eye view and a pedestrian level view, then comes with a slider to control the year. One can see an accurate representation of any U.S. city dating back all the way to the 1800s. Caveris' map, which he nicknamed as Project Ray, with an upside-down E, is the result of his curiosity about how New York, his birthplace, changed so very rapidly over 20 years. This led him to ask himself about his neighborhood, uh, how his neighborhood must have looked even before he was born, and that is when he took it upon himself to get started on the project. Woo! Kiveris mentioned that the entire project took him three years to complete and attributed the success of it to the extensive research into artificial intelligence and machine learning that he did at Google. As of now, the map is still in in an early prototype stage. However, it can successfully offer its users a glimpse of any U.S. city street decades into the past. Now, to source information about the precise structures of buildings, their sizes, height, roof shape, etc., during different time periods, Caveras made use of historical fire insurance maps. From there on, he used them to create simple 3D models of the buildings and added it to his project. It is the Google software engineer's wish for the open-source map to do more than show model buildings— he and his team created the project to help individuals such as librarians and map enthusiasts contribute their own historical findings so that more details can be added to it and then it kind of goes into what he hopes to do in the future with making it better but this is an interesting concept this time travel using vr um, first of all you can see his little gif there that he has that shows it uh, you know taking from different data sources he can place uh, new buildings old buildings lack of buildings uh in the rightful place depending on the year that you're looking at um, which is, you know, pretty cool. Not not very thrilling in its current state, but uh, pretty cool that he was able to con- conglomerate all that data. But, you know, it goes to this conversation that's really interesting when it comes to time travel and just for a moment, we'll kind of like uh, shift our perspective on time travel. Of course, traditionally one would get into a time travel machine or go through a portal and end up at a different time on this time-space continuum. Um, but, you know, when With all this uh, archiving of the world as it is now, whether it be with the, the Google Maps, you know, where it takes a picture of everything as it creates a 3d image of everything as the car drives down the street or, you know, CIA backed project Pokemon go where kids are taking pictures of every square inch of, uh, you know, their own homes and weird spots in parks and in forests and stuff. Um, And those photos have been used to compile, uh, you know, Uh, maps 3d maps of the world as well as people just taking pictures of whatever Um, there's this interesting concept where we are almost kind of creating the possibility of time travel as we're going about our daily lives Um, you know time travel being in the sense of this VR experience where if you compile all these Google Maps, satellite images, street level images, Pokemon Go images, uh, things like that. You really create a map of the entire world, not inside and outside of doors. And really all it would take is somebody putting all of that together to create something where, you know, you slap on a virtual headset and you can, you know, even go back. I mean, just for the sake of conversation, you know, go back 10 years ago. And see what the world looked like ten years ago. Now, of course, we don't have enough data to reconstruct, uh, you know, the 1800s or anything. But consider, you know, a hundred years from now, if we still exist, if humans are still on Earth, um, for whatever reason, a hundred years from now, you can slap on a VR set and actually, you know, access the mapping data from 2020. What did the world look like in 2020? We're like currently creating future time travel in a way.
0: Yeah, in, and uh, one of the things that re- this reminded me of was the Chronovisor. The Chronovisor yeah, being the absolutely uh, the, the Vatican alleged you know device to look into the past or whatever. Um, but uh, even more concerning, yeah, this might be okay for documented history, like you said, the 1900s. Uh, the the longer you go into the 1900s, the more pictures and video and stuff there are of what's going on around town. Um, but there is again, you know, referencing George Orwell's 1984: Who controls the past controls the future. Mm-hmm. Who controls the present controls the past. And so, if we're you know beyond any kind of visual documentation of the past. This type of virtual experience of time travel and Google being sort of the heart of uh, authority here in terms of what the past looked like, this becomes, you know, they can basically shape how human history is supposed to look according to Google. And uh, then we're talking about a crazy psyop. You're
2: right. There's a massive, uh, yeah, uh, gatekeeping operation at that point. Yeah. So holding the truth of the past.
0: Right. And so while this is, you know, in its infancy, it looks very crude. It looks like, you know, just a 3d software, a piece of software that (laughs) has a timeline that buildings pop up in New York. Yeah. um, And very crude looking, but you know, as time goes on, I'm sure this is going to get better. And then, and then you can start talking about at least visually visiting uh, past moments in time. And that that'll become more and more relevant as time goes on, because like you mentioned, we have more video, we have more audio, we have more visual documentation of uh, creation. Yeah. And so the longer you go, the more people will be able to reconstruct the past. But uh, before then, before, I don't know, video cameras, it's all going to be how people interpret what happened. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of dangerous when you start thinking about, uh, or at least projecting into you know decades or centuries if you want to consider that Jesus will <laughs> allow centuries to go on, which I wouldn't be God surprised. Forbid. Yeah, God forbid. But uh, I just thought it was an interesting story to to look at uh, in terms of uh, not just the technology here, but again, who's in control of history here? You know, history is written by its victors. Google can very much rewrite history and completely as,
2: as we've been seeing them do and some more subtle ways recently. Yeah. Recently
0: just deleting people's channels and whatever they can do that uh, much more because they are an authority here. They can Mm -hmm. do it with a much more nefarious in, in much more nefarious ways than simply deleting YouTube channels. They can basically tell an entire generation what happened before 1800 or whatever and people will have to believe it or at least they, you know there'll be not many who question it and and then you're actually living the story 1984 or brave new world where you're breaking you know free of the matrix and you're trying to discover truth and uh so there you are
2: go live in a cave in the woods kids it's the only way out (laughs) okay well sounds good i think that's all we got for today's show do you have anything else you wanted to bring up
0: no, I think that okay. is it. We're doing good on time too, which is great.
2: Sounds good. I know we're actually finishing at a decent hour. What a great, what a great day. Um, okay. Well, there you go, folks. Thank you again. If you haven't done it yet, make sure to hit that like button wherever you are. And more importantly, have you thanked a producer today? Because they're responsible for the continuing production of this show so we want to thank all of our producers who came in today including producer roman grace david lorelei michael cynthia charlie and brunilka thank you very much and thank you to our artists uh steven producer allie Producer Mark and uh, we will be back for another show on Wednesday, which will be uh, the 11th, November 11th. So put it on your calendar. Make sure you turn on notifications wherever you're watching this and make sure to follow us in several different locations. As we saw a few weeks ago, Uh, we are also not immune to the sudden censorship where we may very well just disappear from your your feed and your notifications so follow us at twitch.tv slash canary cry radio if you are a, are, are a face like the sun YouTube uh, viewer follow the canary cry radio YouTube as well um, so make sure to follow us in several locations or else you may never hear of us again so thanks for tuning in everybody um, remember we'll need some producers for Wednesday's show so you can head to patreon.com slash ccnt or you can can head to canarycryradio.com slash support
1: canarycryradio.com slash support
2: that's right uh sin kitty in the chat is saying oh no mr mangu b day jingle whose b day is it say it again we uh, must have missed in, it in the chat it's somebody's uh birthday put it in the chat so we can uh say happy birthday um, I think it's producer Charlie's birthday. Maybe who is oh, it? S- speak maybe. up!
0: I think yeah. I think producer Charlie mentioned it in the email. Oh well, good. Uh, so, so do a uh, birthday weekend. Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday! Do it. It's my birthday!
1: It's my birthday! <laughs> happy birthday to. Oh,
2: and it's uh, Sin Kitty, producer Cynthia, I believe, is Sin Kitty in the chat. Ooh, so, yes, happy birthday, birthday. to uh, producer Cynthia and producer Charlie. You guys are the
0: best. Awesome. Happy um,
2: birthday. Okay. So, yes, canarycryradio.com slash support. You, too, can become a producer of the show. Put it on your LinkedIn. Put it on your resume. Give them our email, canarycryradio at gmail.com. We will vouch for you. Um, so thank you very much. And remember the show can only continue with the value for value model. And, uh, so we, if, if you've been thinking maybe today, maybe today is the day I become a producer, do it, do it. You will not regret it. I'll tell you that much. It's an, an investment in your own media future. Do you want the big global uh, telecommunications uh, news organizations to decide what information is valuable and what information is not valuable based on money from advertisers? Because that's what's going on now, whether you like it or not. So uh, one way to fight against that and help out your best buddy, Basil and Guns is to become a producer and tell the world. Uh, rebel against the, against the current system and tell the world that uh, Canary Cry News Talk is worth keeping around there's other ways to support the show send in your art, your jingles your music, any creative thing that you do if you uh, you know create something uh, on theme for uh, Canary Cry News Talk, send it in you can email it to canarycryradio at gmail.com and it'll probably make it on the show. So we need more artists and more musicians to get on it. Because remember, after the show, stick around. We'll have the Canary Cry mixtape. Lots of great tunes for you to dance to after, to, just to get all the wiggles out after the show. You know, it's very important. Other than that, you know, I've, I'm disappointed, Guns. We were talking about it uh, before the show. There have been no new ratings and reviews coming in. In like three weeks, and I don't know what's going on. I think I don't know i'm 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 suspicious maybe there's some sort of censoring going on or something. I don't want to you know cry censorship when it may not be the case. Maybe people just aren't leaving ratings and reviews. but please leave ratings and reviews because uh, a, we like to look at them and hear them and read them on the show. And B, it helps out the algorithms for the podcast players uh, to share the show with people who haven't heard it before. We have no control over that. That is all about you, dear listeners. We have not gotten a new review since October 24th, which is a long time. So please, if you have not left a review, uh, go to whatever podcaster, podcatcher, uh, podcast player that you use to listen to the show, leave a rating and a review um and uh i'm told that my previous way of telling people to leave reviews does not work anymore uh so really? i don't know what to do yeah you used to be able to search on whatever search bar of your choice you know bing the best in the world um Just search Apple Podcasts, Canary Cry News Talk, and it would take you to our Apple Podcast page, and you used to be able to leave a review there, but uh, I had some people saying that they no longer have that option, so I don't know. Do do some research. Figure it out. Leave a review. We need it. Um, Okay. There's also other ways to help out the show. Share us on your Facebook. Share us on your social media. Get the word out on your Twitter, etc. Tag us. We'll we'll help broadcast that signal for you. Or more importantly, you got friends, you got family who are starting to wake up to the fact that the world is not what it seems. It's that time, folks, there is some sort of awakening happening and you can help them out by sending them an episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Just hit that share button, send it to, send it straight to their phone, make it easy on them. It could be this episode or some other episode where we called it. And so they can, uh, you know, have have help because it really is a, a family operation around here. You know, people not just come here for news analysis and critical thinking. They come here to meet other people just like them. And speaking of which, you can go to canarycry.community. It's a real URL. I know, it's crazy, but it's a great place. Uh, It's an off Facebook, no big algorithms involved, uh, social media network that is all Canarians all the time. Uh, talking about world events, and current events, and conspiracy theories, but also just fellowshipping, playing games together. Shout out to the Canary Cry Gamers Guild and uh, sharing their lives. If you if you have a moment in your life where you just realize maybe you don't have anybody to talk to about something, you can just jump on canarycry.community and people will uh, be there to talk and listen to you and help you out. It's a great spot to be. It's a real family affair. Um, so there you go if you need any more instructions here's what you do find a friend, walk right up to him, grab him by the cage and shake it
1: the end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted I want to shake things up stir up some controversy rattle a few cages hey stop that don't ever silence me I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy leave the bird alone never rattle a few cages of the human race will have every opportunity to improve and if they don't ask Noah
2: that's right folks just ask Noah thank you so much make sure to stop by the Canary Crime merch perch it's a family run operation thank you to producer Dust for doing that everything sold at cost so it's a great place to go um Gons any last words
0: no I think we're good thank you guys okay, for visiting watching listening Appreciate all of you. Woo!
2: Okay, make sure to stick around for the Canary Crime Mixtape. And make sure to come back on November 11th. That is this coming Wednesday. Um, Probably the usual time, somewhere around noon pacific standard time but keep an eye out on our social follow me on twitter basil underscore rosewater do it now you're not going to regret it and uh there you go folks thanks for listening to this episode of canary cry news talk make sure to tune in next time but until then think outside the cage This is a hologram. Buy
0: gold, Bye! I wanna shake things up, shake things up. I wanna shake things up, shake things up.
1: Leave the bird alone! I wanna stir up some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see you about that. Whatever Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> fun fact, I believe it was uh, another fun fact.
0: Fun fact, <laughs> uh, another fun fact brings me back to my Screamo days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the that's where I started
2: Light up a huge blunt A joint Give everybody Imagine mushrooms, mushrooms. Smoke The CIA, you know, it, I mean, lots of intelligence agencies have tested secretly dosing communities
1: As the psychoactive pills should be covertly administered.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, just put me on some, some, I
2: you don't know. What do you mean? Shot in the butt. Or I
0: oxytocin. oxytocin get a chemical hug. I did dabble, you know, some of that uh, robot crack. I know what it's like. It's a lethal, lethal
2: recipe for disaster.
1: You need help. If you're a pharmacist, you need to repent.
0: (laughs) All right, weird. (laughs)
1: keep you safe and